Today on a haunting episode of Real Ghost Stories Online that may make you question your choice of deodorant. Should you stick with the junk or move back to the white flaky shit that got on everything but worked so much better? The question is legit and very real. Did a couple experience a demonic force that tried to drive them apart at the seams? Or was their love destined to end? That story and much more today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Yes, indeed it is. And 855-853-4802, our phone number to share your real ghost stories with us. We'd absolutely love to hear them. And if you like the show and you'd like to get it maybe commercial free and get all the advanced episodes of the show and the archive episodes commercial free, and then on top of that, get a bonus episode every single week exclusively because you're a supporter. Well, here's how you do that. Go to uh, Apple Podcasts in our channel and uh, become a subscriber there. You can even try it for three days free on Apple Podcasts and it'll make you an EPP, an extra podcast person is what we call them. If you don't use Apple Podcasts, you can always do it through patreon.com slash real ghost stories or just search real ghost stories online, all four words, uh, in uh, Patreon. Uh, or go to ghostpodcast.com, ghostpodcast.com. Multiple ways to get all of those extras. It's uh, Tony and Carol Hughes with you on today's episode of the program. What's going on? You know, that was really funny that Robert Stack was talking about deodorant like that mm-hmm. because I was watching TV the other day and I think it was Secret Deodorant and they're talking about how great it is. <laughs> I was thinking, what if it still like leaves white shit all over everything? And then here's Robert Stack thinking the same way. Exactly. It's so true. It's the white stuff on everything. I switched back it's on your shirt. I know. But the white stuff does I think it does work a little bit better. But it it does uh you got to be careful. But is it worth it? Yeah, I mean I'm 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 as careful as can be. I'm not going to get it on my shirt and somehow I walk out I'm like, "How did that get there?" It's it's sneaky shit. It's possibly demonic i i believe if i have had i have had a couple uh deodorant sticks that were demonic um and if you look real closely at uh, some of the logos you'll see a lot of inverted crosses and pentagrams on a lot of deodorants just so you're aware you when you do that you are putting the mark of the beast on your body um just so you're aware that's what they always talked about the mark of the beast it's fucking speed stick kids Oh, that makes me laugh. So I, now I'm going to think of that all the time. The mark of the beast. Every time you put on like deodorant. If I see anybody with deodorant, that's kind of showing mark of the beast. <laughs> you know, it, it'd be, uh, it, it could probably be something uh, you could convince people is real uh, under the right circumstances. Because <laughs> 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 anymore, it just doesn't matter. You could just say whatever you want. Go, it's real. Yeah, I should create a meme about that. Like scientists have discovered that speed stick originally invented 222 years ago, even though it was not invented 220 years ago, uh, (laughs) was created by a Satanist. And and then, oh, my God, you see 220 years ago when they invented speed stick, like dumbass 220 years ago, speed stick. Yeah, I saw it on TikTok. 
You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> oh my god, would you please? Would you please? Do I just that? I should start a total TikTok channel that is utter bullshit. Just utterly insane. Nothing is real about it, but it's all presented real. So oh it, my it, god, I will totally help you write stuff for that. So it's kind of like MSNBC or Fox. Yeah. <laughs> Whichever one you want. <laughs> and I want you and you need to deliver it because you've got really good like your radio guy voice is good. And you make it look like it's legitimate, like just snippets of shit. Yeah. You I mean, I'm a good creative writer, <laughs> so we could do this, Tony. <laughs> and just see where it goes. Just see what happens. You know, it's okay, like, let's, oh, we'll that, get would, on that. would that be false? But it's satire. And people don't seem to understand satire now. Um, I, I, yeah, I just think it'd be interesting to see okay. what people, that's, that's an experiment. We do like okay. one a week. <laughs> Let's, I love let's see how this goes. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, add it to the list of ideas. That you had. Yes, let's add it to the list of everything. Probably but, on average three pretty good ideas a month. Yeah. Sometimes four or five. Yeah. Tony, people don't even know because Tony and I talk like an hour before we ever even start recording. Mm -hmm. And we always are coming up with ideas. Yeah. It's just there's only so many hours in a day. But a lot of oh. good ideas. A lot of good ideas. 855-853-4802 uh, is our number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go over here to our first letter. It says, okay, I just typed 700 words and it was just gone when I was about to submit my story. That was very weird. So I'm writing this for the second time. I'm not a good storyteller, but I will try my best. I always listen to your podcast whenever I'm working and my boyfriend thinks that it's weird and the reason I get nightmares. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well. <laughs> That's just weird. It's the reason you get nightmares. Um, I always just tell him that scary stories or horror movies calm me down, along with your soothing, soothing, I even say it, soothing, sexy voice, Tony. No, I'm kidding. Oh. I, I, I added that part in there myself. <laughs> Play that part for your boyfriend. And uh, I watch horror movies with all the lights off by myself to calm me down. I know that sounds weird, but it does help me. I originally want to call, but I've an angel tongue. Well, that was what my friend referred me to, since most of the time something I say will come true. I didn't realize until now that I'm an adult. Therefore, I'm writing my story. Anyway, let's start with my first story. My boyfriend and I used to live in a two-story house with three roommates. The house had three bedrooms, one of them my boyfriend and I share. So I have this habit. I wake up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom with my eyes closed. I know that's weird. But I just do it. One night I woke up and just happened to open my eyes and saw something that scared me to death. I saw this blackest shadow in front of me. It was right in front of our roommate's door. It was a human-sized shadow about my height or shorter. For your reference, I'm 5'3". I can't figure out a face, but I know there was one. It had two glowing yellow eyes. When I saw it, I immediately went back to bed, told my boyfriend I'm scared and that he needs to accompany me to the bathroom. He thought I was hallucinating, but he did come to the bathroom with me for about two weeks. After that, I knew why we were arguing a lot. The house had a bad vibe, and it is the house or something in it. After a few years, we both moved to our apartment with our two dogs. The apartment is just a small studio. First few days, my boyfriend experienced the light turning on by itself in the dining room. He told me on the phone, and he thought it was weird. My goofy self just said there's a ghost, and he just laughed about it because he never believes in them although i got him into watching horror movies despite he's a scaredy cat after all there was a time 
the TV and the Xbox turned on by themselves, he told me. Then one night I experienced it. The Xbox turned on by itself. Since we live in a small studio, the living room is technically where we sleep. We just put a room divider for our bed. So that night I did hear it. I thought it could be just the roaches. We had roach problems. It could be them since the Xbox that we have. All you have to do is tap it to turn it on. We lived there for a year. There were nights that I had the same dream for three days of this lady in white chasing me or something. I also had this dream so I can feel that I know I was awake. I had this dream and 100% knew I was sleeping in our bed with my boyfriend and at the same time I could see myself and my boyfriend sleeping together. That night, or my dream, my boyfriend's doppelganger was on my other side and telling me to open my eyes. I can feel there was something in front of my face, but I told myself, don't open my eyes. On the other hand, I can feel on my other side that my boyfriend is sleeping with me, so I didn't. It was a weird dream and it felt so weird when I woke up. Not sure if something from the house followed us to the apartment or if it could be a different one. I just know both the house and the apartment made us argue a lot and it was so toxic to the point that I thought we're not meant to be together. We only lived there for a year and now we live in a rental home and we're happy. We still fight, but I can't say it's better than ever. Hope you like my story. I'll write it again next time. Thank you. Thoughts on that? Number one, I think she has a really good boyfriend. Or maybe that's a he talking about his boyfriend. I'm not sure. I don't know. But whichever, I'm going to go with her. Sure. Um, But what a good boyfriend to get up <laughs> to go to the bathroom with you for like two weeks mm-hmm. at night. Like, that's a good guy. Yeah. And, you know, because he knew that she was scared or he was scared. Whatever. I think that's sweet. But that whole feeling, like, I've had one of those dreams before, too. Like, it's so real that if I open my eyes, I will see it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know what it is, but there is something right there. But I think that's a really strange dream. But it seems, too, like a lot of the things that were happening was associated with the other. They had two different places that they had things happen. Yeah. But if now they're in a new place and living a pretty regular normal life I mean you can only think that obviously there's stuff going on at those other two places yeah I mean you'd you'd almost certainly would assume that I do have one thing I can talk about because we do hear about this on the air and I always think I'm going to make this point I'm going to make this point but I never do Uh, a lot of people in stories you'll notice quite frequently The Xbox turns on by itself late in the night. The PlayStation turns on by itself late in the night. It's auto-updating itself. It's checking for... And and most... You can turn that... That makes sense. You can turn that setting off. Most people don't. And it it just... Yes, it turns itself on, and then it goes through your apps, and if something needs updating and auto-updates on, it will download and update it. Or if it needs new hardware or new software downloaded for whatever... That's how it does that. It doesn't, it can't do that if it's off. So yeah, you do see it go on and that's what it is. That part's not a ghost, but I hear it in so many stories and it's like, that's probably just the auto update, honestly. And sometimes with TVs turning on and off, if you have pets and you have a remote sitting out on a table, Mm -hmm. your cat can step on the remote and turn on your TV. Yeah. Yeah. Or... Your dog could do that. Well, and you can have them also, depending on your TV. 
Sometimes there's that feature on televisions as well, uh, where, again, it's usually set for odd hours where nobody's going to notice it, but you can control that too. Not all TVs by any means have that, but there are some that do that too. It's it's in, There's a lot of mingling of technology here that, you know, we're not used to things doing things certain ways, or at least those of us who are a little bit older. Um, it's sort of like, what the hell is that? You know, but I think most kids are like, yeah, it's updating. Or even if they know that's how, maybe they don't even know that's how it works. I don't know. But I think that that's a common one we hear about. Yeah, I think that's good points. Yeah. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. We would love to hear them. Of course, if you want to write in your story, you got the option to do that uh, over at uh, realghoststoriesonline.com. Um, let's go over to this caller and hear a ghost story. Hi. Hey, my name is Kira. I'm from Toronto. Um, and I wanted to tell you guys about George. Um, obviously not this guy's real name. Honestly, I'm unsure. Um, but how I met George uh, was while I was living uh, in my grandparents' house while I was just fresh out of college my first job um this house that they live in it's up north in canada and uh they're the second people to live in it but they've lived in there since my mom was like nine years old um while i was living there i lived in the basement my grandmother has those old 80s beaded kind of doorway things where you just walk through the beads into another room um, and the beads led into the laundry room. Directly across from that room uh, was my bedroom. So I opened my door and I stare at these beads. And to the left of it is just the bathroom and the storage cellar. Um, one night, while I was just hanging out in my room, I had the door open, held open with the door stopper. And uh, through the corner of my eye, I kind of saw the beads move. Now, nobody's downstairs with me. My grandparents are upstairs in their room. Um, I saw the beads kind of move, and then I heard them because they were very noisy. Anytime anybody goes through that door, you can hear anything. So heard them move, and quarter of my eye, I kind of see maybe a shadow. I thought, oh, maybe my, gra- my grandfather just kind of slipped past me there and was able to, you know, maybe he went into the laundry room or whatever. Um, but I could not couldn't see him or anything like that. So now I kind of ignore it, you know, per usual. Uh, And then suddenly I can see that this shadow is kind of like not leaving. So now I hear the beats go again. And this time I hear them and they're very, very loud. So I turn my head and I see that, okay, well, now I'm looking at this guy. Seems to be older guy. He's in a flannel shirt. And because the light on is in my room and the, the hallway is dark, I can't really see his face. My grandparents do not have friends that come over. Um, so I'm not sure what I was looking at. And now all I do is, you know, I look directly at him. It looks like he's looking at me, but he's just walking towards me. So in my mind, immediately, I'm like, well, this guy is not actually alive. I don't know what I'm seeing here, but uh, he's not uh, real in the sense that this is someone I can get up and shake their hand. So I close my eyes, (laughs) 
like a normal person would do. And I said a quick prayer in my head, and I didn't feel anything bad coming from the guy. He didn't seem like a bad person. He kind of just looked like he was just doing his own thing, so I kind of left him to it. Honest to God, I got up, you know, what about my night routine, closed the door, and uh, went to sleep. Next morning, I told my grandmother about it. Uh, my family is Jamaican, so these things are very real to us culturally. This is just, you know, a thing that we deal with is ghosts and spirits and whatnot. Uh, I told her about it, and she said, oh, my goodness, I guess you met George. And I said, okay, I guess his name is George. Uh, and we kind of just, you know, she said people have seen him, and this is kind of just what it is. So fast forward to just this past September, I take my mom and my cousin up there just to see my grandparents and hang out because they haven't been there in a while. Um, it's about a five-hour drive, so we, we head up and do our thing. Um, my cousin's a little bit afraid of ghosts, that kind of thing, doesn't really like to hear about it. But uh, I'm on a time change because I live in the States for most of the time, so uh, it's hard for me to fall asleep when I'm over there. I usually don't get to sleep until, you know, around 4 a.m. So now it's probably 3 in the morning. I'm still sleeping in my room in the basement. My mom is in another room upstairs, and my cousin is in a separate room upstairs. My grandparents, of course, have their own room upstairs. So now we are all, what I assume, everybody else in the house is asleep, but it seems like uh, it wasn't the case. Uh, but around 3.30 in the morning, I'm just kind of on my phone scrolling because I can't sleep. Um, my husband's abroad, and I'm waiting for him to call me to say that he landed because um, their time changed there. It was like nine hours. Anyways... Um, I hear the beads go, and in my uh, in my head, I said, uh, well, there's George, because um, I know everyone's asleep. Um, this time, though, George doesn't really stop in the hallway. Um, I see the shadow of him. It's the same flannel. It's like this red, gray, and <clears throat> a little bit of brown flannel. Uh, but he doesn't stop coming this time. So now I turn on my side, so I'm not facing directly the door. I'm facing the wall. They don't really want to see him anymore. You know, it's still weird. It doesn't scare me. It's just kind of like a, oh, man, this is awkward. Um, but he doesn't stop coming. But I can see him in the corner of my eye, and I, you know, I don't say anything. All I said out loud was, hey, George. And it was just something that came out of my mouth. Didn't even think twice about, you know, talking to him. Um, but now George is in my room. So... I think, okay, well, he's just curious, or maybe he hasn't seen me in a long time, because it's been years since I've been there. And he just, you know, is curious and just wants to look. No no big deal. That's fine. However, now I feel the bottom left corner of the bed sink down. There's nobody else in the room, just me and George. Um, and I'm pretty sure he's sitting on the bed. Uh, you know when you can feel a body behind you? I felt him, and then the bed sank down, and it kind of just held there. So now I'm panicking, right? I'm like, Jesus Christ, you know, what is this guy going to do? Um, I'm just trying to, you know, relax and wait for a phone call. So I said, forget it. I'm just going to call my husband. I called and thank God he answered. He's like, hey, I just, just landed. I'm like, hey, there's a ghost in the room with me. So we're just going to talk until he goes. And probably like three minutes into our conversation on the phone, I feel the bed kind of lift again. And I tell my husband, okay, he's on his way out. Like, I know he's you know, he's leaving. Um, I don't see him leave actually through the corner of my eye, but I know he's gone. I, I don't feel anybody in the room anymore. I know he's gone. And that's probably around 3.30 in the morning. At this point, you know, I'm no longer afraid. I'm just like, whatever. He's done his thing for the night. I talk to my husband, make sure he's safe. 
we hang up the phone. I try to go to sleep. Probably takes me another 20 minutes, but I'm asleep. Morning rolls around. I go upstairs. Hey, how did everyone sleep? My mom's like, ah, I didn't, I couldn't get to sleep till probably, you know, almost 3:45 in the morning. There's just, you know, something was keeping me awake. My cousin said the same thing. She said, well, there's a draft in that room. I don't know if we need to replace the windows or what. My mom said she heard somebody walking around and assumed it was me walking around all night. All night. And I, I said, I hate to break it to you guys, but I bet you it was George because we were all awake at around 3.23 to around 3.45 that same morning. Um, my grandmother says, you know, well, that seems to be his time because that's kind of when he's about and active, but I guess the witching hour for him. Um, but that's kind of what happened there. Seems like he was maybe roaming around the house for a while. My cousin, who was laying down in one of the rooms, said that she kept feeling a cold draft. It would just come and go. She said she didn't see anything, didn't hear anything, but she felt like it was a cold draft. My mom said the same thing about the cold. However, she said she heard somebody's footsteps walking around. My grandmother said, well, it's not just George in the house. Um, I'll save that story for another another time. But that's just kind of what happened. So I'm pretty sure he's not a bad guy. Uh, however, nobody knows who he is. Um, my grandmother says she doesn't know the family that used to live in the house, but she said nobody died in the house before they purchased it. And they purchased it way back, like in the 70s, and have lived there ever since. Um, all they've done is just some, you know, renovations to the basement and kitchen, nothing major. Um, but as far as they know, there's nobody who died in the house. However, uh, the land um, and most of that area around there was owned by the native population for many, 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 many years. Now, when I see George, I don't see a native person, um, but they do say that they had a lot of uh, manual labor workers here um, by my grandparents' house for a long time during that era. Um, and she says it's not impossible that somebody like that, that you know, may have passed away. Um, but a lot of strange things have happened in my grandparents' house. My mom has seen things that most of the family members have seen things. A couple of my uncles have seen not so great things as well. But I don't think George is one of the bad things. Um, but I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. Just George. But yeah, thanks for letting me tell my story. And I'm a big fan. Thank you. I'd, I'd love to know what the not so good things mean when yeah. when that's hinted at. I would like this to be a multi-part story. So uh -huh. I'd like her to call back in because I am—I was really intrigued by that because I think it's interesting. The first story that shared is the one about George that wasn't that threatening to everyone, but everyone kind of had similar experiences and knew what was going on. Yeah. But as I, when I'm listening to that, I mean, because you have a ghost someplace, doesn't least in my brain i don't know doesn't mean that somebody necessarily had to have died there no couldn't no. somebody have been lived there and they're drawn like maybe they died not necessarily there maybe he died someplace at a hospital or something but his wife still lived there and you know maybe i don't know you ever like, wonder it seems like I always wonder this because when, when you're alive, you know, sometimes you, you go around, just drive around neighborhoods and you look and go, oh, if I had the money or whatever, that'd be, that'd be my perfect house right over there. If it never went for sale, whatever. And, you know, oftentimes we don't end up in those those houses. But if you die and you're hanging out in your area and you want to find a home, wouldn't you go to the place you always said you wanted? Because now you really could. 
Well, yeah. When you think about it like that. I would, uh, I, I just, would I think you, I'd go from house to house and I would house hop a lot. But be if you're a ghost, maybe you can only be a ghost to places you're drawn to. So your energy has to be drawn back to that place. Or, I, yeah. you know, there may be a connection and not even a physical connection. Like I died in that, but it's that you love the person who still lives there. So therefore you have come back to protect that person. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or maybe there was something evil, you know, before the house was built. And George came back to protect the people who are in the house. I don't know. I don't know. But it's just, it's so interesting. And very interesting, like, the way she described it, like, right off the bat with the beads. And then here's he's in a flannel shirt. But walking, like, looking at her, but not really... Like, almost like, didn't even know she's there, but never felt threatened at all. Like, I am here to tell you, if I saw that shit, I would be freaking out. I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm not feeling threatened. I would be like, what? Are you yeah. Like, I wouldn't even have time to not feel threatened. I would be so freaked out that I'm seeing something that shouldn't be there. There could be something with a big giant sign saying, you don't need to feel threatened. I'm I'm good. I'd be, I'm, I'm feeling threatened. I am feeling threatened at this moment because you're a ghost and I'm not yet as far as I'm aware. <laughs> but like the whole way, like that whole story, she's so chill, the whole thing. Yeah. I'd be like, and then there's other stuff that's not good. But what is the not those. good? Yeah, no, I, I want to hear the not good. All right, uh, 855-853-4802, our number. Hello. Hi, Tony. Um, I've been for a few months has been just the best, and I am now super invested, uh, thinking about becoming an EPP. Um, once our situation gets a little more figured out, uh, we were actually displaced from Hurricane Ian, so now we're making two-and-a-half-hour commutes to work every day, which um, uh, has been kind of a pain. But on the bright side, we get to listen to your podcast, at least. Um, this was actually something my coworker had told me um, when I had come, when we got to work, and I, I was actually talking to her about the podcast. Um, and she actually was telling me this insane, it, it gave me chills. It was very, very interesting. She said that um, her grandfather, um, actually, he passed away during COVID, um, from COVID, um, but right at like the start of the pandemic. So early 2020, this was when, you know, people really didn't know what were going on at the time. You know, there were no visitors allowed, that sort of thing. So all she knew was that he had COVID, he was in the hospital. Um, and this was also around the time when her her younger daughter had been born. Um, so she was still a baby sleeping in her crib. And she said that she heard her daughter um, making some noise um, in the night. So she went to go check on her daughter and... When she walked into the room, she said she could feel, she could feel like someone was just there. You know, like when someone walks past you and you can 
I mean, you don't even have to touch them. You just know that someone is walking near you. And she said that she could smell her grandfather. She said that he, he always, like, he had a smell. She could always smell him. Not like a bad smell, but just, you know, how somebody can smell, you know, like cologne or peppermint or whatever it is they just wear at their house, you know, like all that. People just have like a certain smell to them sometimes. She said that she could smell her grandfather and it was like a really distinct um, kind of like cologne kind of smell almost. Um, she said she could smell him like he he was literally in the room just there and he was looking around and I mean obviously nobody was there come to find out he actually had passed away that night and um she just said you know it really made me think that you know when people do die they they do come and visit their family or whatever it is they they do come and check on you before they go. Like, I don't, it's just one of those things that, I don't know, you can't really explain. It's just, it makes so much sense, though, that it it, it must have been her grandfather coming to see the baby or say goodbye or check. I don't know. But she said that she knew he was there, and it was almost comforting after she found out that he had uh, passed away. So, um Anyway, just thought I'd share that story because I thought it was pretty, pretty interesting. Um, it gave me chills, like I said. Like, it, it, I don't know. Some things just, you really got to wonder. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much. Um, thank you. <laughs> so cologne uh, carries on in death. You know what would really suck is if, you know, you're out there, you, you buy a new cologne or perfume and... You put it on, and you're like, yeah, I, that's that's not quite the one I thought it was, but you know, I bought it, and I'll 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 use it like sparingly. You walk out your door, and boom, you get hit by a bus. Then for the rest of your life, you're wearing that shitty cologne or perfume that you really didn't like because you died with that smell on you. So think twice, kids, when you put your cologne or perfume on in the morning, or lotion, or or lack thereof of anything. You could either eternally smell like B.O. or a really nasty cologne or the one that you want. So think. The more you know. Well, my dad always wore Old Spice and I've never um, had something like that happen. But I have been at the grocery store or out in public and walked by an old guy that was wearing Old Spice. Yeah. And it was like, whoo, my dad just walked by. It was just, but I know it was just somebody else who had the same one on. Sure. So that's also kind of sad. So we're the one that everybody else wears because that will also haunt people. Like, oh, it's like you can't even go to the grocery store. That feels sad. But those kind of stories, like she just shared, those are my favorite ones. That, you know, like she didn't even know he had passed. And, and I think he visited. But it really made me think as she's telling that story with COVID and the hospitals and all the people who passed like that, like there's so much unfinished business with people who died from COVID who weren't able to talk to their loved ones or see them or surround their their loved ones as they're dying. Yeah. 
It just makes me think there's just a lot of people who would come back and a lot of unfinished yeah, business, uh, I yeah. think, with a lot of that now. Because I always felt like, you know, I remember my, and I know I've shared this story before, but before my dad died, I had, he had a surgery and we weren't expecting, he wasn't going to live, it was only going to help him live better and less pain. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when once they got in there, the cancer was too far gone and they couldn't do anything at all for him but so when he went in for surgery there was no doubt in my mind that my dad wasn't going to come out like I was not planning on him dying in the hospital at all yeah and so the night before he went in the hospital I was sleeping on a sofa and I woke up and and I was having this dream that my dad was dying but he couldn't die because I wasn't okay with it and that even though on the outside I was saying, it's okay, you can go, I didn't mean it. And it was like, but he can't go because you're not letting him go. And it was this really deep dream. And I, I really remember it to this day very strongly because I woke up, like I sat up and I was like, whoa, because it was so real. And then I look over, my dad was sitting there, which also scared the shit out of me. And because he just had this small apartment at that time. And he was, he's like, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I just had a bad dream. He's like, do you want to talk about it? I don't want to talk about that with you. Yeah. And, um, but once uh, the next day when he had the surgery and we found out that he wasn't going to make it, it was like, I, I remember I kept telling my sister, we have to be okay with this. He can't go. And so it was a week of that. And the day that I was able to say, I'm going to be okay, I mean it, was the day he he died. And, How interesting. Yeah. And I think that COVID, you know, people didn't get to have that. No. So many people lost people unexpectedly, quickly, they're dying without their loved ones around them because I felt very strongly. It was really hard for me to leave the hospital and go take a shower because I was so afraid he'd die and and I wanted to be there for him. I wanted him surrounded by love because I think that that's when you go out of this world, you should know that you're loved. Yeah. I think that's really important. And I just... It just makes me sad. And so I would imagine there's just a lot of lost souls out there that weren't able to have that. And their family members, just so many people who somehow you go on, but you didn't get to be there for them. Yeah. And people listening right now, I know I'm making them cry, but it's just like, I just can't imagine going through that. Yeah, I mean, the horror of it, when you look back on it, it's just like, oh my God. I mean, I, I... I was lucky I didn't have anybody in that that state through those terrible years, Uh, but I cannot imagine what that would have been like. I just hear the stories on the side, and you're just like, oh, my God. Like My sister and her husband both got incredibly sick, and um, but so nobody could go in to see him, but they were in the hospital at the same time. Mm -hmm. And once they kind of stabilized a little bit, they were able to, like, they were in separate rooms, but they could meet and have dinner together. Mm-hmm. And so Cheryl said, it's like, 
Because we, because they run a restaurant, they're like, we never get a date night. It was like the closest to a date night she had. That's <laughs> funny. Thanks to COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That just really got me thinking. Yeah. That story really did. Oh, there will be uh, there will be ghost stories of of this era uh, relating to that. Uh, it, there already are, but I think we'll hear far more uh, in time. Uh, that right there is going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, keep us on the air. I was going to say, if you like the show, if you know it, clap your hands. If <laughs> Uh, anyway, become an extra podcast person. Sign up uh, either through Apple Podcasts, where you can try three days free right now on our podcast channel there on Apple, uh, or patreon.com slash real ghost stories, or go to ghostpodcast.com and get access to all the bonus stuff right there, all commercial free, and help keep the program on the air. Until next time, for Carol, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online.